Hey guys, welcome to episode four of the Flow Podcast Finding Love Over Worry. I don't know if this is going to be a terrible decision or a really good decision because I am recording this from our house that we sold. And I am surrounded by boxes and nobody is here. And we spent last night in a friend's condo and I woke up, not like my usual wake up at five o'clock alarm or it's not always five o'clock. Sometimes I have to snooze on that sucker. Um, But I woke up so early and I just, as you know, Guess what? Because I am not playing around. I did my munch and my meditate. I'm about to do my move. But I woke up early. I made a green juice. My current favorite is kale, carrots, apple, and parsley and water. I know. Just let go of the thought that it sounds disgusting. You actually get really addicted to it. Um, I made a coffee. I got a banana, I packed a bag, and I came back to our home. And I've been sitting here for the last two or three hours bawling. I mean, like, bawling. But the reason that I thought it was a good idea to do this podcast today Well, there's a couple. One, because I am committed to sharing how flow works, why it's the way, I believe. And also just, we have to share our human experiences, I think. I have a thing with clients sometimes where I say, do not barter your pain. And what I mean by that is, I'll often hear people say something like, I'm going through a, this isn't me. (laughs) Don't listen to this one clip and then think this is me. They'll say something like, I'm going through a divorce or um, we've lost our home or, you know, really big things. And they will immediately replace that thought with, but I'm not in a war in some other part of the country or the world. This very quick part of our brain loves to come to the party and say, no, 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 no. You don't get to feel what you feel because the, it could be worse. Right. And there's this saying that says to compare is to despair. And it was made because people compare themselves to, let's say a beautiful picture in a magazine, but it goes the other way as well. If we compare our pain to somebody else's pain, it does equal despair. Your pain is your pain. And it doesn't matter if you live on a private island with a jet and you are suffering, you are suffering. We cannot get into the trap of believing that what we're feeling isn't relevant at that particular time. And that's where flow is so crucial because 
in that flow matrix, finding love over worry. I said this on my live the other day on Instagram about don't skip the F. Don't skip the F or you will end up low. Get it? I love this stuff. If you skip the F, you're left with low. It's no good for anybody. The F is the finding. The F is becoming the observer. And this morning, I sat in the F. (sighs) Big time. It's almost like I felt this guide beneath me, moving me through and over here. As you guys know, if you've ever moved before, it's so busy that you end up walking out the door with your ass on fire most of the time. And I am in that camp. I remember moving into a house one time and the previous owner was leaving the house as we were entering the house. And I was pretty confident that the wife of the uh, that lived in this house prior to us was not happy about selling this house. I was pretty positive that was going on. I didn't know that. It just was what I sensed. And as we were coming in, I stopped to say something and I wanted to talk to her. And she was leaning against her car and this lamp was kind of falling out of the back of the trunk. And she was like really angry and really frustrated and probably really heartbroken and had a gazillion emotions. And I remember thinking to myself, okay, Kel, don't, don't, don't get to a place where if you're moving, you don't give yourself any time to grieve the place where you were. So this morning was the perfect morning because this is it. This is it. We will turn the keys over tomorrow. And so I haven't had very much alone time. And this alone time was really precious. And I really could not stop crying, um, which I'm grateful for, actually. I'm grateful to feel the emotions. And every room that I would walk into, it's like I would see this movie, this movie of a journey and a life and you know, for those of you who don't know, because everybody's asked me this question, and it's true. I've moved more than the average bear, for sure. This house we was bought uh, when Scott and I were married for about six months. And um, we had moved to Utah because he was working in Utah. And we had no intention of staying in Utah, but we fell in love with the community. I'm not a great skier, although, yes, I am trying. I don't love the snow. <laughs> although I've learned to appreciate it. You know, there's a lot of things that didn't make sense, but the people made sense and the place made sense. And we bought this house. And every time we had to go to a new place, so we were in Los Angeles each time one of our children was born. We were in Vancouver. We were in a lot of different places. We kept this house and we would rent it out, but we didn't sell it. And I held on to it more maybe than Scott because it felt like a refuge. It felt like an anchor. It felt like a place. When you don't have a place, it felt like a place. And if I got 
sad or scared, I would imagine this place and feel better. It was like a whoopee, even if I wasn't actually in it. And five years ago, when we decided to leave Los Angeles and move back into this house kind of permanently, or I guess now semi-permanently or not permanently, we, when I left, I remember thinking, thank God I get to go home to my home. It felt so safe and so powerful to me. And I get it, you know, it's wood and, and beams and glass and stone. But for me, it was more than that. You know, it was the place where I felt safe. And now we're letting go of it. So here's, here's the interesting thing about that. I'll give you the details of why we're not renting and all of that. And it's, it's really not actually that exciting. Um, it does have some things to do with COVID because once we go to Canada, it's really going to be challenging to cross the border for the foreseeable future. And we didn't want to get stuck in a conundrum of having to manage a rental property from afar and a lot of different things like that. And since something is wood and not a place, you know, that's why. But that's not to discount the the hurt and the sadness that goes along with it. But every time I'd walk through a room, I'd see these little movie scrolls that were going through my mind. I had a miscarriage here before Jackson was born. And I could just see that movie passing through my head. I had a friend many, many years ago who was in a deeply abusive relationship with her husband at the time. And I was at her house one day when an incident occurred and I literally made her get in my car and I put her very small children at the time in my car and drove her to my house and put her in my house and stood outside the door and made sure she was safe and all the Christmases and learning about health concerns and then also learning to open the door and move my body on the trails that are right outside the door so that my body could do what it's best at, which is protect and save itself. Oh, the meals. My God. The million, (laughs) 10 million meals that have been made in this kitchen, learning how to cook things at altitude. But the gathering of people, I have a feeling that a lot of our community would say, that this house felt like a lighthouse. And I didn't plan on that word, and it just kind of struck me, but I think it's twofold. There's light in this house. There's light in our hearts. But there was a thing that felt safe here. And part of that was us and how we feel about taking care of people. 
And part of it, I think, was in the bones of this house. This house was built by a man named Sue, which is also a famous song. Um, Sue's wife's name was Irene, and she was a really dear friend of mine. And she passed away a few years ago, suddenly from a stroke. And her son is the same age as my oldest son. And he is going to come with us as we road trip up to Canada. And he will be flown home by a person who's going to take care of him on that flight. And there's something about all the little pieces of magic like that one that I can't seem to get over. And it's pretty amazing. So one of the things that felt important to me to share with you and to be a steward of flow and a lighthouse is, you know, we were built for hard things. That's the human experience. But we don't have to become victims and or locked in the hard things. And it is important, if not mandatory, if not crucial, to take the steps that are important in these processes. Processes. Is that the right word? (laughs) Processes. So becoming the observer, the F of flow, finding, finding your feelings, finding your emotions, experiencing your emotions. I walked through the house. I laid my head on the pillars and I said, thank you for holding this up. I laid my hands on the kitchen and said, thank you for nourishing our bodies and my office. Good gracious, my office has so much energy in it. Oh, man. I was so grateful. I said, thank you, thank you, thank you for holding so many stories from so many people's journeys to working through me so I could be of service to the highest vibrations. My prayer when I wake up every morning is, abide with me today so that I may be of service. Abide with me today so that I may be of service. That is huge. That just changes the energy right there. Did you feel that? So I went through every room and said what I was grateful for. The garden, my kids' bedrooms, the stains on the carpet because Lucy is absolutely relentless when it comes to doing a project that usually involves some kind of nail polish that Mama D gave her. <laughs> no, I'm not mad about it. Um, I did have to get new carpet a couple years ago and they were like, gosh, you need new carpet. This is probably since it was built. And I'm like, no, I just got that. Um, it's probably the Arkansas blood in me that just wants to not take it all so seriously. So flow, becoming the observer. I let the tears 
work their way through me. Oh, and they'll come again. You see, here's probably the easy part would be to be able to say goodbye to wood. I am not good at saying goodbye to humans. And I know before anybody says it, it's just time and space we see each other. But listen, guys, I've moved probably close to 20 times in my lifetime, both big and small. And what I know for sure is that is true beyond a shadow of a doubt, but it's harder. It's just harder. It's harder to go and grab a quick cup of coffee. It's harder to walk outside and meet a friend. It's harder to just stop by. And I know too that there are new adventures and new relationships. I I know it all. I mean, geez, I, I could write the book on this stuff. But today and tomorrow and for the next two weeks, I'm going to be here in my grief. And I'm not looking to or wanting to pass it by. There'll be time for all the fun colloquialisms about time and space. But today I'll say goodbye to to this beauty, this beautiful pieces of wood carefully laid together to protect us and hold us for the last 15 years. And it's really, really, really special to me. And as we let the grief come through becoming the observer, that's where we can make the choice towards gratitude and love. And that's where I chose to walk through the house and be grateful to be in abundance with this place, to feel that enchantment. Oh, you guys. I feel like I'm going to have to do a whole podcast on this, on the enchanted breadcrumbs that have guided this decision. Because, you know, I agree with people when they say, what the heck is going on? Who moves during a pandemic? (laughs) I agree. Uh, And I'll tell you who moves during a pandemic. When the signs are so unbelievably magically enchanted, it's pretty undeniable. And that's pretty much what's been happening. So at every turn, when something would be difficult, there were these enchanted breadcrumbs that passed by. And I took them. We took them. I went outside this morning. This is bizarro. This is one that I will tell you, and then I will tell you all of them soon. That word enchanted just kept popping up for me over and over and over again for the last few weeks. And it wasn't, I didn't, magic wasn't coming. It was more enchanted. I go up to the top of our house. I had not looked at this yet. You know, when the realtors, they put up a sign and on the sign, it has like a little page of information about the house. And at the top of the page, it says this enchanted Park Meadows home. I'm not kidding. I had not read that. I had not read that. This enchanted Park Meadows home was the word that they chose to 
to explain this, this place. So that's exactly my word for the last few weeks, Enchanted. And I've made the flow decision to feel the things, to find my emotion, to find what I'm feeling, to find my grief, my enchantment, whatever it might be, to recognize that if worry is the dominant source in that, then it is my job to choose and make a choice over to love and gratitude. See what I did there? And each time that I walk through and put gratitude into every space, I can feel the energy shift in my body. But that's even bigger than that because we are so much more powerful than we give ourselves credit for. Our energy radiates out into the towns that we're in, the states, the countries, the planet. We radiate energy. And I can give you this little example. If you walk into a room and there's a lot like popping in that room, feels really good. You know, you can get into the into that space and, and you could probably feel really good. If you walk into a room and you can tell that maybe in that room people had been fighting or they were really angry with each other, it feels really bad. That's energy. Nobody said anything to you. Just think about that for a minute. And then times it by a billion, trillion people vibrating. And that's when you can understand why and how it is important to be in flow as much as possible. Because we are all connected and we are all radiating off of each other. And this is not about getting past or over, well, I guess over, but let's not get past or shove past or not feel or not see grief. It's seeing the grief that makes it happen, that makes the enchantment happen. It's feeling it and finding it and seeing it that makes it happen. There is no way to get past that. So in about 10 minutes, the movers will come in here and officially take everything out and put it into trucks. And I will be so grateful that I woke up early and came here to spend these last few moments. Next stop, the list of enchanted breadcrumbs. You guys, it's going to blow your socks off. It's been pretty darn amazing. Okay, sending you flow, sending you love, and I will be back next week. Love y'all.